Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. Now, if you're a corporate executive, entrepreneur, or someone looking to be pushed towards your next level of success, then our annual conference is for you. And it is here. We are so excited. November 6th and 7th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Four years strong, we've had world-class speakers, strategic breakout sessions, and top-notch entertainment. And this year is no different, except you get to enjoy it from your own home. The world is waiting for you to show up at your best. There is no more time to waste. So grab your ticket at riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. That's riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. And we look forward to seeing you there. Now, today's guest is the amazing Jim Donovan. Now, he uses the natural benefits of sound, music, and rhythm to help people live healthier lives. He is a musician and the founding member of the 90s multi-platinum band, Rusted Root. Over the years, Jim rocked with music legends such as the Grateful Dead and members of Led Zeppelin. And we had an amazing conversation around sound healing and how we can use our own voice to reduce stress and release the feel-good hormones. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Jim Donovan. Well, welcome, Jim, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited. And you're my first rock star, so I'm super excited to hear about that. (laughs) Woo-woo! So, yeah, so share a little bit about yourself and all these incredible journeys you've been on. Yeah, well, um, these days uh, I'm a dad. I've got three teenage kids, which is... uh, a, wor- a world of amazingness and there's joy and there's oh my god moments all, th- <laughs> all through all that stuff um, I am currently um, an educator so I teach at St. Francis University and my thing is music and wellness there prior to teaching there I was I was in a band called Rusted Root for about 15 years all through the 90s some of you might have heard the song Send Me On My Way which is in the uh, Matilda soundtrack and, and Ice Age number one. And, um, you know, I have always loved what music does to how I feel, both in my mind and my body. And back when I was doing more performing, I knew that it did something, but I didn't understand it. And so I've taken uh, a large chunk of my um, time since then to try to understand that. And the more that I understand it, the more I realize that people really need to know about it because it's something that anybody can use, even if you're not a musician or, or, or musically inclined. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'd love to dive into that because I know you do sound healing events and, you know, again, you, you, you teach this and you've, um, you know, did your, your Ted talk on this, you know, music and sleep. And so, yeah. So share a little bit more about how exactly we use music. In a different way it's a great question it's a big question because there are many 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 ways and when I talk about these uh, these aren't just anecdotal so these are things that that I've actually looked at the peer-reviewed research on places like PubMed and NIH 
National Institute of Health. And I've been examining, you know, what actually works and what is just hearsay. Mm. So I guess I'll start with the idea of sound healing. So, so this is, it's, it's, it's a phrase that gets used for a lot of different things. Uh, sometimes it's uh, people with like a crystal bowl. Sometimes it's somebody with a didgeridoo. Um, other times it is uh, gongs, things like this. And I think of those kinds of activities, I put them in a basket and I call it passive sound healing where I'm receiving vibration from another source. And it helps, what, you know, what I've learned is that it helps to, in, in some people, not everybody, but in some people, it helps to activate their parasympathetic nervous system, which is in charge of your rest and digest functions. Yeah. What I'm really focused on, focused on in my work is what I like to call active sound healing, which is vibration that you create with your own voice for your own health. And that's really, when I say the word sound healing, that's, that's what I'm talking about because that's the majority of, of what I do. Um, I'm not here to compare them and to say one's better than the other, but my preference just in my own experience is to be active as the one who creates the sound vibration because it has some pretty incredible results uh, physiologically in the body. Mm, wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because I've done some of the singing bowls and you know, gone to some of those events and, and felt lovely. It felt like relaxing and like you said, parasympathetic. It felt like stress relieving. But yeah, what you're saying is super interesting that it's more internalized. I love that. So share wh what that would look like. Yeah, sure. So whenever, now here's the first thing. A lot of people start to get worried anytime they think that they have to do something musical, especially <laughs> if they have the, those tapes in their head that say, you know what, your voice is no good, or you can't sing in tune even if you have, have a bucket, or whatever <laughs> those, those thoughts are. So the truth is, is that if you, if you can create sound with your voice, you have everything that you need to use it as a mechanism to bring about what I call a healing state. So what I, what I don't purport is that sound healing is something that cures people of things. Mm. So if you, if you just take the word healing, for example, if you look at the, the actual definition of it in the dictionary, it talks about bringing a person back into balance. So another way of saying that is to bring your nervous system into a state of, of homeostasis. So mm -hmm. you're, you're back sort of at your, your powerful center point. All right. So what creating your own sound does is help you to get there quicker. And what we know about the body is that whenever it's not in a stress state, it can spend more of its energy healing your body. So at nighttime, if you go to bed and you're deep, deeply relaxed, if you're not holding on to stress from the day, your body has all this energy to use to doing its repair work, which it does every single night mm -hmm. if you allow it to. So it's one of the reasons why I, I, I did my TED Talk on sleep, which we can talk about in a bit. But what sound does, especially vocalized sound, is it helps to stimulate this nerve. It's called the vagus nerve, and that's V-A-G-U-S. The vagus nerve is attached to the back of your brain. It actually innervates behind the eyes, the ears. It goes over your vocal cords, and it touches every major organ in your body. 
It is, um, you can think of it as the most elaborate highway system you could imagine, right? With exits and neighborhoods mm -hmm. all through the body. But its function is that of a, a chemical information highway. So it sends messages from your brain down into your organs and then vice versa, from your organs up into your brain. So when we make sound, like if I, you know, if, if folks want to even try this, you can experience it right now. You can hold very lightly your palms over your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. You can inhale and then we make a humming sound. It's like this. Now, even if you can't be in pitch with me or if you don't even know what pitch means, <laughs> as long as you are making a sound, Mm -hmm. What's happening right here is that you are stimulating the vagus nerve, right? Because it's literally right over, it goes all through your larynx. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, something really, actually a bunch of really cool things happen. First is that it signals your body to generate what I like to call feel-good chemicals. So things like dopamine, right, which is uh, euphoria, if you will, uh, endorphins, which are natural painkillers, this stuff called nitric oxide, which is an anti-inflammatory, actually it gets produced right here in your paranasal sinuses. Uh, and then this other chemical called oxytocin, which is a natural bonding hormone, makes you feel good, it makes you feel like everything is all right. So all those chemicals naturally begin to be produced when you stimulate your vagus nerve. Wow. Now, there's a lot of different ways to stimulate it. Uh, you can do it with cold water. You could do it with uh, yogic breathing. Mm -hmm. um, what I find though is that, that the active use of sound vibration uh, for me does it the most efficiently and works the quickest. Wow, that's fantastic. So when you, so you are cupping your, both your hands under your neck and then on top of your neck and then just doing that. Was it when you were doing the sound, were you going up and then back down? I, I just want a reminder of that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's okay. just you make sound. You make sound. Great. Okay. Awesome. Just yeah. a direct a direct sound. You could use. So I just used a humming sound. Mm -hmm. You might uh, you, know, you might have people. Uh, who are listeners have been to a yoga class and you've done the sound ohm at the end of class, yes. right? Or you might have seen, um, or maybe you've been to church and you've and you've sung hymns, mm -hmm. right? All these things have a very similar effect. So singing, repetitious chanting, or what I'm doing, which I call vocal toning, mm -hmm. just making simple sounds. All of them stimulate the vagus nerve and give you um, that initial health benefit that we just talked about of the feel-good chemicals. Nice, nice. Are you doing that um, whenever you feel you need it? Are you doing that when you, you know, in the morning to kind of prime your day? Is there anything that you particularly have, for the, your practice of doing that, have seen the best benefits from? Yeah, great question. I've learned to do variations of this as a, as a companion throughout the day. Mm. And for a couple of reasons. So I'm somebody who speaks for a living. I'm always talking, whether it's interviews, uh, interviewing somebody else, doing a class, uh, a, a training. 
So my voice needs to be right. And one of the, the, the sort of side benefits is that vocal toning helps to relax the, the vocal cords, helps to warm them up so that my voice is richer, it's clearer, and I just feel more of an ease communicating. And I think you know, anyone who's out there who speaks for a living would benefit from very simple vocal warm-up exercises. You'd be surprised you know, what even five minutes of an exercise can do for your voice. Yeah. But then I also know that because the vibration stimulates the vagus nerve, and that stimulation helps to bring my parasympathetic nervous system online, mm-hmm. I can use it, and I do use it, when I start to feel a little bit wiggly, right? If I'm starting to feel like my anxiety show up or my mind isn't so clear, if I need to just like almost like a sonic sorbet, like kind of clear out the mind and get focused on something, I'll lean into just a really short humming exercise, maybe two, three minutes does the trick. Um, and then again, I could use it at nighttime for this exact same reason. If, if I'm feeling, um, restless or irritated or whatever yeah absolutely that's such an um a simple way to get back in that homeostasis and i love that because i know we have a lot of uh you know executives and speakers and that listen to our podcast so again just so simple tools right i I don't care whether you're speaking to one person or you're on stage you're, you're we're all speakers, right? So being able to, to just, you know, calm that down. And, and again, for the speakers that are, have that stage fright, right? I mean, such a great way to slip back into that parasympathetic and be able to be calm and grounded before you need to make that presentation. And, and it works for so many things. I really can see so many applications for just that simple kind of exercise you showed us. Yeah, it's, it is, it's simple Sometimes people think, wow, that's so simple. How could it possibly work? Mm. And, and when I hear that, I say, okay, I get that because I'm skeptical too. Give it a chance. Mm. Try eight of them in a row. So you have full breaths and then exhale a full exhalation of, of a, sound, a humming sound. And see if you don't feel a difference. Especially if you're really letting yourself use your voice and not using the, the least amount of volume. You use more volume to get more benefit. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love that. And it's so important because we, you know, often and when I speak or, you know, we do a lot with our coaching as well, that coaching around this this idea of being able to 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 shift into the parasympathetic or be able to, you know, how do we prepare ourselves for sleep? Because like you said, it's when we recover, when we rejuvenate, when we, you know, when we are rebuilding. um, And so many people have this idea that, uh, you know, it's like the badge of honor if they only, I only sleep four hours a night and, you know, and I'm great and I'm productive. And but really how productive are you? It catches up to you, right? The, the caffeine, the energy drinks, the, you know, all of the things that we do, the technology, the blue screens, like everything we do and, and getting that good, um, that good, deep, restful sleep, I think is, is um, really eluding a lot of people right now. It is very challenging. And I know that mindset, I was of that mindset for a lot of years where, um, you know what, I'm just going to use caffeine or whatever to get me, to power me through this because I have a lot to do. <laughs> right. And, and it works for a while. Like mm. You can do it. You can manage. But the truth is, is that the body, uh, there are certain processes that only happen during deep sleep. 
Um, one of them is, I like to call it the, the brain's power wash. So this is only just discovered a few years ago where they realized that during the deepest phases of sleep that cerebrospinal fluid comes up into the brain and basically washes, it's the best way to say it, basically <laughs> washes the toxins that have built up through the day and takes them out as waste. And then the next deep phase of sleep, it comes up again and, and washes all the, the different proteins that, that can eventually turn into Alzheimer's. It washes them, takes them back. So if you only have like one of those phases of sleep at night, you're only doing about a third of the quote-unquote cleaning that needs to happen. So yeah, you can, you can get by. And here's the thing. How, how many people do you know that are getting by that has a life that's sustainably healthy? You know, yeah. that's, that's the thing to ask yourself. In your 20s, it, like, we have so much more energy. Like you can get away with a lot of things. Right. I did. <laughs> with all kinds of things. But what happens, uh, and I've heard this from a number of people, that, that if you keep that pattern into your 30s and then into the 40s, and then usually right around the end of the 40s, mid 40s into the 50s, something blows up. Right. That happens. Um, it can be a scary thing. And I can tell you that from experience. Mm, yeah, yeah. Talk about that for a minute, because I know that you had a pretty scary experience with that. I did. I, I've had a few of them, actually. Um, one of the, the, the really big one happened actually last year. So um, I had, a, I had a, a GI surgery. I had had this, this health condition for about 10 years called diverticulitis. Mm-hmm. Um, you're only really supposed to... Um, ignore that or not or just allow it to be for a few years until you have a corrective surgery Mm. so i I went about seven years too long (laughs) um long story short there are complications in the surgery and then another set of complications where i ended up having to have five life-saving surgeries wow where i was under anesthesia five times where i was in an icu uh where i was um had three literal near-death experiences. Wow. And all of last year, I had to do all the things that I talk about, mm. right? When, they, when I got home from the hospital, right before I left the hospital, the nurse told me, you got three things to do. You must sleep. Like, that's the only way your body's going to heal. You need to walk. I actually had to relearn how to walk because um, I, I got sepsis during this time. And so mm. my muscles basically got wasted. Mm. So I had to rebuild all the muscle and learn to walk. And then uh, and then you have to take care of your diet, like really nutrient-dense, nutrient-dense food. For me, it was a lot of protein because I needed muscle mass. Mm. And so to get there, uh, to get from ICU to... Uh, performing on stage again, which I had to do this coming summer or that coming summer, uh, I did all those things and I added in the exercises I just told you, the vagal nerve stimulation. Um, and all those put together helped me to rehab myself along with you know the love of my family uh, to the point where in July I could perform uh, a full show. I was singing and playing three-hour shows again. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. And so... Again, I mean, I'm 
one person with mm -hmm. one experience. We all have different experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm not claiming that I've got any kind of miracle cure here. Mm -hmm. But I will say that the body has so much that it can do for us if we prepare it to do it. Right? If I yeah. put myself into deep relaxation before sleep, if I do that as a regular practice, I'm getting nightly rejuvenation. Right? My cells are being produced, new blood cells. Uh, my brain is getting uh, not only clean, but my memories are being consolidated during my, uh, my deeper phases of sleep. So those things I'm trying to learn stay with me instead of flying out. Mm. And I'm also thinking proactively about in my later years. I, I see people with Alzheimer's. I know many of them. I have one in my family. And so if there's, if there's something I can be doing now to maybe have it so that doesn't happen or it gets really delayed, um, I want to be on that because um, I feel like I want to live as much of this life as I can healthy. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. And, and it just brought me back to this, uh, what I believe is that we, we teach what we need to learn and everything that you, you taught, you, you, you've researched, you, you've been doing literally saved your life yes yeah it, it, so it actually did there was a moment when i was in the icu where i my uh all my vitals were pretty bad um i was in a a, a very very bad way and so bad that uh I, there were two nurses that came in and they said mr donovan you know you're you know we need to put this this tube it was like you know, maybe the size of this, mm. it needs to go in your nose. We need to pump your stomach. Wow. So this is going to suck. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> we need, and we need you to relax mm. now at the time, just to set the context, I have eight fresh incisions in my stomach. Um, I'm on a lot of drugs. I'm very, very sick. And so, but I heard her say relax and I went, wait a minute. I totally know how to relax. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And so it was just a couple of seconds where I could just make my muscles super soft mm -hmm. and they got the thing in there and I saw white, right? <laughs> I went out for a second because of the pain, right. but then I came back and it was done and they were able to basically save me because of it. Wow. So when I really needed it, that skill set was there because of all the repetition. Like it was muscle memory. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that. That's so powerful. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just and, and again, just being able to to use some of these what we, you know, call simple, but yet so powerful, you know, ways that we can we can um, relax. You know, a lot of people say, don't be stressed, relax. Well, you know, when, when all these things are churning inside of you, it's really OK. Yeah, right. You know, it's hard to just do that. But just a few yeah. of those simple things. I, yeah. I think, too, that I'm not sure what this is. Maybe it's consumerism. I'm, I'm not sure. But I think that we're taught that uh, we don't have a ton of power and that when we don't feel good, we need to take something, eat something, bring something to us from the outside, or have somebody come in and fix me. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are times when you need someone to fix because you don't have, I couldn't do surgery on myself. I right. needed those people. Right. Absolutely. And there's a lot of times where you can do the things that are built into you, use the, the body that you've got in maybe ways you've never done before. 
to help you get into the state that you wish to be. And, and the, the ability to do that is it's just repetition in a couple of moments per day. It's nothing. It's not like training for the Olympics, <laughs> <Right>. you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great because you're right. We're in a, in a world right now where, well, a couple things, right? It's, it's um, oh, you're sad, take a pill. You, you don't feel good, go do this. Like we can't just be in those emotions of, what would appear to be a negativity or not, you know, positive emotions, right? But right. we're all part of the human experience. Those are part of it. We're going to, you know, we don't want to live there a really long time, but we're going to experience it. So yeah, being able to know that we have the greatest pharmacy in our own body, in our own brain, and and that we can do some of these things and not reach for the pills or, you know, the numbing agents, so to speak, or, you know, addictive type yeah. behaviors. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's really a problem, and it's a, it's I think it's a problem of mindset mm. where we've we've literally been been conditioned to rely on something outside of ourselves uh, for almost everything when we have so much that it, that is already built into us, including what you just mentioned, which is which is emotion, mm. and you know allowing like. So the body's got all this stuff that it's hardwired to do and allowing those things just to happen and allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable temporarily. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. cover over discomfort at every turn because the discomfort is there for a reason. It's there, it's there to teach us or show us something. And if we continuously pile substances on top of discomfort, we're just multiplying the discomfort when it comes back out. Yeah, yeah, or repressing it, right? Operating over the top of these feelings, and and oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Then all of a sudden, you you right. you know, you blow up over the simplest thing, right? <laughs> it's it's like you, you're making this big sandwich, and everything starts to come out sideways yeah. when when the sandwich is pressed down. Sandwich is pressed down. Exactly, exactly. So, well, thank you so much for sharing that um, that your wisdom and that simple tool. I just love that, and and. Um, yeah, something about creating that resonance inside of yourself, it does make so much sense to me to do that as, as opposed to, you know, you listening again to great music or some of the things we talked about, sure, more passively, but being experiential, right? Especially as a teacher. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know. I mean, yeah, you could passively lecture or passively teach or put your students in the experience and, and they can feel it, sense it. And, you know, it's so much more powerful. So thank you for that. It is. Yeah. And, and what's really interesting, this is kind of the best part of all of it, is that if you have a practice where you're using your voice, again, if you did, let's say you hummed along to three of your favorite songs a day. Mm -hmm. So you're stimulating the vagus nerve. You're getting all the feel-good chemicals that we talked about, you know, bringing your parasympathetic nerves, nervous system mm -hmm. back into balance. Here's really the cool part is that as you do that over time, you begin to build the strength, if you will, of your nervous system right and yeah there's a measure it's called vagal tone mm -hmm. right it's 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 actually a measure that you can uh measure with something called heart rate variability and basically when your vagal tone is high it indicates that you are at your most resilient to stress mm -hmm. so in other words when a stressful event happens it doesn't take you down it 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 hits you and sort of bounces off and you have a resilience about you. 
So this is one exercise, just, just, just this one thing that helps to build the strength of vagal tone. Um, if you look at the most elite athletes in the world, if you measured their heart rate variability, you would see that their vagal tone is, is quite high and they can do amazing physiological, physiological and mental feats because they have built this part of their, their electric system, if you will, um, through, you know, good health, good practices. Right. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. Just it, it's, it's the body is, it's just an amazing, it just blows my mind every time I research or find out something else about how the body really works and how it's all connected. So thank you for, for bringing that out and sharing that because that's awesome for sure. My pleasure. Um, yeah. it's, it's my passion. I, know, I love this conversation. Well, let's segue into our power questions. We always love sure. to ask our guests. So what is one book that's had a massive impact on you? Yeah, so there is this, this man. He was a, a Sufi mystic. And his name is Hazrat. It's H-A-Z-R-A-T. And then the second word is Inayat. Khan, K-H-A-N, Hazrat Anayat Khan. And he has a book called The Music of Life. This is one of those books that if you're really into the spirituality of music, and I, I don't mean religion, I'm mm -hmm. talking about the, the spiritual foundation of music, mm -hmm. uh, read this book. I've read it a couple of times. It's one of those books where you can just read one sentence and then hang out for like a week and a half and think about that one sentence. <laughs> it's, awesome. uh, it's really informed everything that I do with music from performing to songwriting to the sound healing work that we're talking about. Nice, beautiful. What is one quote that you live by? <laughs> I just saw it. I, I just put it on my Instagram this morning. Uh, it's uh, none but ourselves can free our mind. Bob Marley. Hmm. Love it. So true. <laughs> There's truth in that. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just hits me every time. Yeah, really. That. It's like, whew. Um, <laughs> what, is, uh, what would be your golden nugget like that? One final message you want to leave the world. Yeah, if, if you do one thing, if, if, you, if you do one thing from anything we've talked about, it's that you make taking impeccable care of yourself non-negotiable. Right? Yeah. Top of the list. Before work, before your family, before everything, you must take care of this vehicle that you have temporarily. Take care of it impeccably so that you have it at its fullest function for as long as possible. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, how can we find and support you? Sure. So you could go to um, DonovanHealth.com. It's D-O-N-O-V-A-N and the word health.com. And I have a free newsletter that comes out a couple of times a week. And I'm always writing about music and wellness uh, research-based practices. So um, I often put an exercise in each e-letter. Um, we talk about everything from brain health to heart health to sleep to even productivity, things like that. But it all points back to rhythm, sound, uh, and music. And you know, my goal is really to bring as much of, the, of that research out into the forefront in a way that any, everybody can understand. So I distill it all. Nice. And of course, you can go to my social, socials. If you just search Jim Donovan Sound Health on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, uh, I'm there. Perfect. Awesome. 
Okay, our last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so I, I see it a couple different ways. I guess the, the, big, the big one is that what I'm rising up into is my, my greatest self, my highest potential, my, my fullest being. And, you know, I think a, a show like this, the exercises, the teachings that I do, you know, we're all headed in the same place. How can we bring out the very best in ourselves and, and share it with the world to, to be of service to each other? So, yeah, becoming our best self, I would, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what we always say here at Rise Up For You as well. So <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Well, thank you, Jim, so much. I just so enjoyed our conversation and I know it really served our audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, being here today. My pleasure. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And anytime I can help, just let me know. I'd love to shine a light on what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.